1: in New York City. It's Monday, August 21st. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Uh, Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty here as well as Mike Giraffolo, Mike G, how's life?
2: My man Harold at the front desk is like, let's get this thing, this preseason over with. Let's yeah. get going. Oh yeah. To me right now, you said it's Monday, August 21st. Yeah. To it me, is. Now, August is like uh, Connecticut on that drive from Jersey up to Foxborough. Mm -hmm. It's just like it never ends. Mm -hmm. And You know, once you get through it, you're there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know about that drive. Mm -hmm. Indeed I do.
1: All right, well, can't wait to talk football with y'all from over the weekend. Time for the lead block. You You guys got to check
3: out Saints Chargers. This thing had so much juice. You would think this was a regular season game. I'm not kidding. First of all, Mr. Electric Factory. Jameis was on Ooh. the sideline giving a hype <laughs> speech. If you tuned in and watched this, other than Derek Carby and street clothes, you would think that was a regular real, regular season game. Yes. 22-17. The Saints win. Mass hysteria.
4: You want to see Electric Factory? Then yeah. watch this game. A pre-game Uh-oh. scuffle. That's what it's all about. These two teams have joint practices. They are ready to go. There's Jordan Love getting the start. Green Bay, New England. These two teams seem like they don't like each other. The New England Patriots won 21-17, to 17, but this game game was suspended due to an injury to Patriots cornerback Isaiah Bolden. He was held overnight for observation but released yesterday morning and flew back to Foxboro with the team. Bolden then went on to tweet and let everyone know appreciate the prayers but more excited to be back with the guys. He's ready to play some football Mm -hmm. and doing well. So the Patriots left Wisconsin. They are back in Foxboro and Jordan Love has some words to say about the second preseason game and his time out there with the
2: offense. At this point, I think I'm definitely ready for week one and carry on throughout the season. I think these first two games were a lot of good work, obviously, getting the practice in with Cincy and with the Patriots as well. But I think playing in that last game would just be getting more reps, just getting more comfortable, seeing new looks, going against a different team. So I don't think it would hurt.
1: Jordan Love looking a little bit more prepared for Week One as we inch closer to it. If you ask Mike Garafolo, Packers Bears in Chicago, Week One. Let me ask you this: Which quarterback do you think in that matchup is under more pressure to deliver as a whole this season, mm-hmm. Mike G? Is it Jordan Love or is Justin Fields?
2: Really? I'm gonna. You gotta go. I mean, well, I want to. I want to see the next seven minutes or so after I talk. Who's gonna make the case for Justin Fields? Because okay. to me, it's a slam dunk. It's Jordan Love. Oh. Okay. Okay. because well, because he's not only competing with himself and proving that he can be a starting quarterback. He's competing with whatever Aaron Rodgers does here. I mean, mm. it's just it's the shadow of that. And it, it's not as simple as, you know, if he plays okay and Rodgers is playing great, oh, boy, they should have stuck with Rodgers. It was time. I understand that. He was done. But to the average fan, or maybe to the Green Bay fan, who's going to be frustrated saying, well, how come we couldn't make this work? This guy's not playing that well, and that guy's lighting it up, and he's yeah. rejuvenating yeah. all this stuff. It's it's Favre and Rodgers back in 2008 when Rodgers is playing and, and Favre, who got off to a great start before he got hurt that season. So that, to me, it makes it harder. Gives it more pressure. Justin Fields not competing with any. Was he, Mr. Trubisky? What's Trubisky doing <laughs> elsewhere? <laughs> to me, it's Jordan Love.
4: Mm. I love that. Mr. Trubisky is doing elsewhere? I'm right with you, Mike G. And I look at this, in April 23rd, 2020 is when the clock started, when the Green Bay Packers moved from 30th in the first round to move up to 26th and traded a fourth-round draft pick as well, bringing Jordan Love to this team. It reminds me of when you begin your fitness journey, and you're like, all right, I need to lose however Go many on. pounds, and I want to have this dress distance suit, wedding day is coming up, and you just hang it up, and it's just sitting right there in the bathroom. So every time you look in the mirror, you see in the background that dress or that suit, and you're like, I have to fit (laughs) in that dress. That was the Green Bay Packers back in 2020. The moment has arrived. It is wedding day, and they have to be able to fit in that outfit, and that is Jordan Love. His opportunity has arrived. He's been groomed for this. He's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, being taught by LaFleur, knowing that this moment was going to come where he was rolled out there to show hey I am the future quarterback for the Green Bay Packers so far in the preseason he has looked good but to me he is under more pressure than Justin Fields he signed a contract extension this offseason giving him a little bit more guaranteed money and all of those fun things But if Jordan Love goes out there and he has a really good season, we're going to be talking about this upcoming offseason. Hey, what are are the Green Bay Packers going to do to give him a big deal to solidify him as the quarterback of the future? So, to me, Jordan Love just has a lot on his shoulders right now, but he's been primed for it. Take over and run with it strong points by each
3: I think mm. it's Fields I, I yeah. really I'm mean, going I think it's Fields if Jordan Love doesn't work out there's this sense for Packers fans were like look we made a deal with the devil we had incredible quarterback <laughs> play for 30 years we had a great run and maybe the next guy will work out if justin fields doesn't work out for the bears it is like the city is going to melt uh, it's going to be apocalypse remember remember in the series finale of succession where kendall's in the room and he's just like if i don't get to do this like i, I might die like yeah. that's how he's putting himself out there like justin fields <laughs> has to work he has to understand like mike you're talking about whoa we're back in 2008 We we can go back to 1950 for the Bears. 2008, we can go back to the Truman administration. All right, you can go to 2008, 98, 88, 78, 68, 58. We're going to trump all of them. There is a, a haunting in the city of Chicago, a haunting about their quarterback. And if you grew up in it and your parents grew up in it and your grandparents grew up in it, this idea that we've never, ever, ever had a guy. I know people in Chicago who'd like, I'd cut a finger off just to have a team and an era where, man, our offense is incredible and our defense and special teams suck, but at least we lost 35 to 33. That would feel so fresh. It's always the opposite, always. If Justin Fields becomes, let's just say, like a top 10 quarterback, he is the biggest thing since Michael Jordan. It's not even close. If he becomes a superstar and he's in the MVP running, the city explodes. They know nothing. They've had nothing. They don't know what it's like to have a good quarterback. The Packers are the most like, entitled, rich, trust fund brats when it comes to quarterback effort. And it, it doesn't, it's not their fault. The Bears are sitting there like, please, sir, may I have some more? Like, they just want some gruel to eat. They might get a prime rib. If they get it, the city will be nirvana. It's Fields because if they don't, oh my God. If Justin Fields is like, yeah, the passing game just take off, no chemistry with Moore, the offense fell on its face, and we may be looking to draft next year. Miserable. I'm sad just thinking about it. I don't even want to put it out there. It's Fields.
1: Yeah, but the expectation. No,
3: yeah, but, Jamie. Yeah, that's no. it. Don't <laughs> yeah, but that just Justin like Fields. Are you up. crazy? The people in Chicago will riot. Go ahead. What's <laughs> the expectation?
1: No, there is no expectation in Chicago. They don't, like you just said, they don't know anything else besides poor quarterback yeah. pass play. Gruel. So, I was going to say Justin Fields, but now I think I'm back on Jordan Love because... After that... Yeah, I, know, Mucci, I, I know because I know I almost
2: jumped to field come down. on no, over baby see,
1: now I go I, I go it's it's like any franchise that struggles with like we've never won a title we've never been in, like they don't know what it tastes like so no. how are they supposed to even know the standard? like the Bears are equipped with moving on to the next guy the Bears are equipped to being a top 10 draft pick in the NFL next season like these fans are used to that so I don't know if the pressure is there but you have comparison after comparison and that's just two of them with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers now the only way I could flip back to the Justin Phil's argument, Mike G., is if Jordan Love, were things crumbling pre-Aaron Rodgers' departure to the point where maybe fans were expecting, like, okay, it's not his fault. Maybe there are other issues going on in Green Bay. Or is it truly just quarterback play that has dropped off, do you think?
2: People should have recognized that it was just not going to work going forward. And maybe it was a year too late that Mm. these sides moved apart. But it's... Again, your, 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 your ex-girlfriend's there, right? Like, she's hanging out, and you see who she's with, and, you know, you just happen to go to the same restaurant the same night, and you you, you know, you your can't help but compare your current situation with
3: her. Mike, she threw your clothes in the front yard and burned them. Like it was a bad breakup. Yeah. Okay. okay no, but you don't remember
2: that part in that moment. You no. remember the You remember the good parts of that. The, moment, the, least pre- the good parts. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Kyle, do you ever feel like the Bears and Jordan Love is? I feel like an, or excuse me, Justin Fields. Does it feel like an arranged marriage sometimes. Like it, has, so? to wear, it has to work. It has to work. Better work. Because you've signed the, you've signed. There is no prenup. Yeah. Your money is just gonna get tossed out in the front yard if you don't make it work here. Is that the, is that the pressure?
3: It's all in. Yeah. It's like we, we, the Peter King calm this morning. It goes he. Goes to Bears training camp and he talks. He keeps the word "electric" keeps mm. coming up about DJ Moore and the offense. And I just I'll speak for Bears fans. Like we've heard the stuff before. Mm. We we have heard that Trubisky is going to make the jump and Cutler going to redefine himself. Yeah. It, th- this goes back decades. So there's the jadedness to an arranged marriage or otherwise, where it's like, oh, it's electric in August. Like, do not let the Packers come in there week one and win with Jordan Love. Mm. Do not. It's the biggest Bears game in three years and symbolically in terms of the changing of the tides and the future, if it feels like one of the most important games in 30 years. It is so big. It's my favorite game of week one. They have to win it.
4: They I don't have even, to win it. I don't even care about week one. Johnny Lujack, 11 rushing touchdowns in 1950. Talk about, he about it. He made $20,000 that year. Shout out Lujak. That's, he yeah. made 20, 20 grand. Yes, 20 dollars Oh, my gosh. Did he have an all-pro
2: Jack. bonus when he made the all-pro team? Didn't bonus. we just honor Johnny Lujack no
1: this way. summer? Yeah, Notre, we Dame, Dame, Notre Dame yeah, grad, he just, yeah, he passed away yeah. this year. Yeah,
3: so, like, he's a legend, Notre Dame, but... Jack that's what I'm here for. I, I didn't know Lujak. I didn't know
4: Monday need, morning I was going to be talking Johnny LuJack.
1: We need that all-pro film from Bears quarterback to go from black and white to color. That's what we
4: Yeah, even standard definition we'd settle sure. for at this point. Sure. But, like,
3: it's time to stop showing the Johnny LuJack footage. Yeah. We honored him and everything. It should be Justin Fields. Yeah, Absolutely. Come
1: on. Oh, man. Final week of the preseason kicks off on Thursday. That's what it is, Mike G. Final week of the preseason kicks off Thursday right here on NFL Network. Steelers take on Bijan. Is it Bijan? Bijan Robinson? What did he tell us yeah. last week? Both work. And the Falcons. Then we've got a Friday night doubleheader. Patriots face the Titans. And the Chargers take on the Niners. That's all live right here on your home for the preseason. Our home, NFL Network. But still coming up. Say on his the name time. again, Danny. Bijan. Bijan, I think it's Bijan. Does
2: he still have his mustard deal?
1: Robinson. Oh, that's uh, a great question. He had a nice preseason debut over the weekend. Who else is living up to the hype that we set forth for them? Trend of the world is later. Well, yeah, now.
3: my great coupon with the Rolls mm. Royce and everything. Yeah. Uh, are the Steelers a, a sleeper team? Can we even call them that? And we'll talk about a team that actually no one is speaking about if we can find one. Don't go anywhere.
1: Strange to say this, but it's been three years since the AFC North belonged to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And with the division adding more and more talent every year, it is not getting any easier getting back to the top in that group of teams. Uh, What do we think? The Steelers can keep up in the AFC North this season. Can they get back to the top of the mountain?
4: Yeah, I think they can. I think we've seen a lot of those progressions this offseason. Kyle, to what you just said, Kenny Pickett, he seems to have made another jump in the way he was able to win games last year in the fourth quarter. But when I think about Pittsburgh Steelers teams and when you said the last time they won a the division, what comes to mind is Dick LeBeau and great defenses, Troy Polamalu, those guys, James Harrison, setting a tempo, running around and being physical. And this year, these Pittsburgh Steelers they have stars of themselves. You have T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Micah Fitzpatrick. These guys go out there and they ball and they play well. Obviously, Watt went through some injuries last year, but he'll be back out there for them. And in their division, if they want to compete and you want to go out there and try to shut down a Lamar Jackson a Joe Burrow, whatever the Cleveland Browns are able to put out on the field, Deshaun Watson gets back to form, you're going to need this defense flying around, making plays and taking the ball away. And they did that at the end of the season last year. They put up some great numbers, and we're playing some really good football. So as the offense comes along and they take steps, I think for this Pittsburgh Steelers team, we're kind of looking at them like, oh, well, maybe they're fourth in the division, third with Cleveland, and we look at so much of what the Baltimore Ravens are and the Cincinnati Bengals. This Pittsburgh Steelers team is really good. Mike Tomlin never has a losing record, and he has his team always competing. So this is a team, to me, led by their defense, can go out there and be special this year.
2: You know what I love in the last segment when Kyle was talking about Johnny Jack 1950 whatever it Mm -hmm. was. They started Mm -hmm. rolling that stock NFL Films footage that they always have ready to go. I almost feel like when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, you got to start rolling some of that (laughs) music there because this is a team that prides itself on running the football and playing good defense. And Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, when he did an interview back in June, you talk about shows back in June, we did this, we were discussing this, Mm. (laughs) talked about an organizational plan to run the football and play defense. Here it was. You saw who we drafted, who we acquired. I don't think there's any question about what our identity is Going to be. We want to run the football. We want to be physical. We want to be a good team. Throws uh, You know what? That. What they need to do is let Matt Canada cook. Mm. And Kenny Pickett. Yes, he can. You're seeing it in the preseason. They've got to open up this up. Uh, Canada came here from college, and he was going to come with all these newfangled ideas and these motions and these. Uh, and I feel like he's kind of been constrained to do things the way the Pittsburgh Steelers mm. want. You. Uh, Kenny Pickett had a fantastic offseason quietly had a fantastic offseason, has himself in tremendous shape, really made strides from understanding what he's able to do. Last year, what you were saying what they did late in the year, Kenny Pickett showed you his ability to come back. He had a little bit of a a sensational edge to him. This team can't be the traditional Pittsburgh Steelers. They have got to open it up, and they've got to let Kenny Pickett spread that ball around. He's got a lot of targets. Let Matt Canada cook already. They can
3: be the traditional Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike. They can do whatever they want. This is the Steelers. They mm-hmm. will do it. They have done it since before we were born, As long after we'll be gone. I just want to set the table over here saying I am predicting this, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be in the playoffs this year, this year. And I want to do that because a lot of times this time of year, Jason, you'll hear people be like, I don't know, this team looks really, really good, and I like what they got going on. But then when it comes to playoff picket time, they're not there. They're not like, there. Like, they're not there. So I understand. Could I do it for other teams, too? I am putting the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. And the thing that I hate this time of year, too, is the, the fake under-the-radar team. It's easy because it makes a TV segment or it makes a headline, and you're under-the-radar team, or your snake's in the grass, and you list them, and it's kind of saucy. They're not an under-the-radar team. They fit the bill because they weren't in the playoffs last yep. year and. They don't have a really experienced quarterback, and there's other good teams in their division. That's fine. But you look at the logo, and you look at those three beautiful starburst things, and that trumps any of that. They are different. They're not just a team. They're an organization. You might say, well, they missed the playoffs some time. They've been in the playoffs seven of the last 10 years. They haven't had a losing record in 20 years. You pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to get in the playoffs. I know it's strange, and it's scary. But Lamar and Burrow, and oh, what if Deshaun Watson's good? I don't want to pick them to get in just trust the Steelers. There's like three teams in the league. You just trust. You trust what they're doing, that they have a bedrock in the organization, that we're going to run, we're going to play defense. I may not always be pretty. We'll get the wins. Last year was going to be the year The Mike Tomlin never have a losing yeah. season. It was over. Yeah. This is the year. TJ Watts hurt. Their record is terrible. They didn't just get to 500. They had a winning season. They were 9-8 and eight with ridiculous circumstances. Trust me. Put the Steelers in the playoffs this year. It's going to be really scary, Jason. Really scary. <laughs> but on playoff day, when we're coming around to that North North and you get your wild cards, Who you
4: don't have in? Mm-hmm. There's going to be
3: some. That's going to be yeah. too. There's going to be some people who are not get in. But I don't know if they're going to win the North. I don't care. They're yeah. going to be in the playoffs. In the playoffs. And um, I know that there's a lot of things about them that don't not add up to a, a. To your point, Mike, that how are we going to get to 30 points a game? That's what everybody does this time of year. They'll figure it out. There, the Steelers.
1: You said the same thing last year about this team with yeah. Mitch Trubisky starting week mm. one. Why is it different? Why sell me on it more? It's just because I'm supposed to trust the pretty Starbursts?
3: Watt well, will be healthy. Trust the pretty Starburst for sure. Okay. And Pickett is a different deal. Trubisky was what Trubisky was. Yeah. And um, look, they, they did miss the playoffs last year. They were a winning record in a tough yeah. division and unbelievably difficult circumstances. So this is the year, Jamie. Trust the Starburst.
1: Okay, let's play your game that you came up with. I have four faces. It's four face cards. This is going to be scary. You, this is advice that Buckle Kyle Brandt, this is he gives you. When in doubt, look at the coach and the quarterback. Here it is, the quarterback gauntlet in this division. Is he taking you to the playoffs, Jay?
4: We're going to see. Hey. According to Kyle Brandt, <laughs> Kenny Pickett is in the playoffs, whether it's division, wildcard, he does not care. He is there. I like Kenny Pickett. I don't know if I like him that much. You know? I don't know if I like him that look much. Look at that thing. Look at that.
3: Yeah. That's the American flag right there. No, that, it's. That's what it should be. That's it. Who are your
1: there other two organizations, other, organizations that you trust? There was implicitly. another logo it's in the important. New England Patriots. You yeah.
4: would feel the same. You putting the Patriots in the playoffs? This year, no.
3: no. I'll just, I mean, I'm not gonna give all my picks now, but God, uh, no. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. Steelers, though, yes. That's the state of Steelers Woo! Nation, as according to Good Morning Football and Kyle Direct.
3: Trend of the World, uh, currently trending on X, Captain America, Monday Motivation, uh, James Woods. I'm sure he said something level headed. Uh, we like to make up our own trending topics here, like just imaginary ones, and then we use our whiteboards to write what we would tweet in response to that imaginary topic. <coughs> it is called Trend of the World, and here's the first one, guys. John Robinson, beautiful young rookie for the Atlanta Falcons, made his NFL debut on Friday, and he looked really good, and he had the juice, and he quickly showed fans why they have reason to be hyped about that rookie running back. So let's pick a player who lived up to expectations mm. most in the preseason week two with the hashtag... The hype is real, Jason McCoury. Hashtag
4: the hype is real. I'm going to keep in the rookie category. I'm going with Rasheed Rice from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, this wide receiver drafted it from SMU in the second round. He had himself a day. Eight catches, 96 yards, almost clipped the 100-yard mark. But what was more impressive to me is once he got the ball in his hands, his ability to make guys miss, breaking tackles, picking up what we call yak yards after catch and that's going to be a fun one Patrick Mahomes says he already trusts this young rookie so I can't wait to see him out there in live action with the guys we're always wondering who are going to be the receivers that Mahomes is going to throw it to doesn't matter he'll make him look good Rasheed Rice hell of a day or at all.
1: Kyle, did, uh, did you see Will Anderson this weekend? I did. did he did. Did you see that crime he committed? Awesome. I, I can't keep track of what nicknames people are adopting or accepting or carrying over from college, because uh, this one still works. Will Anderson Jr., the Terminator at Alabama, blew through a fullback. Said he went like this, and he fell over. Then he gets after Skylar Thompson, strip sack fumble. I mean, my goodness, that 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 kid was in his way. He got in his way. Will looked great. Texans defense, uh, they're trying to put things together. <laughs> I mean, he said, Excuse me, fold him over, absolutely annihilated the fullback, and then gets him in the end zone. He was all over the place. Yeah, I've, I've been tepid in my enthusiasm. Uh, I covered him at Alabama. Lovely young man, great family. I was waiting for this so that I could write oh, the Terminator my on my whiteboard. That's his nickname at Alabama, the Terminator. Yeah. I never... I'm not sure if it's going to carry. We'll dun, dun, see. Dun, 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 yep.
2: There do you got? Top five picks. There's hype surrounding them. Uh, fourth round picks, usually not so much, but Aiden O'Connell set that hype up with his week one preseason performance, and he lived up to it. We just showed him with the stash and the He kind of looks like Derek Carr uh, with the mustache, the facial hair. Yeah. And number four. That. Uh, But he was fantastic once again. And look, a lot of times you'll hear around the draft, oh, I wound up at that. I really wanted to wind up with the team that I want. He really wanted to wind up with the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels in that offense. He knows he's not the most mobile kind of guy, but he can get the ball out quickly, a la Tom Brady, which, by the way, the Raiders traded up with the Patriots to get that pick Mm. to select Aiden O'Connell. It's like six degrees of Tom Brady on this one, but Aiden O'Connell continues to shine, uh, proving that it's no fluke. I think Steve Mariucci said uh, on our air recently, this guy is going to be a high-caliber starting quarterback. Save this clip. He nearly, uh, we got the hashtag, but he nearly tagged old takes exposed in that mm. Uh So Aiden O'Connell continues to live up to it. Walk on at Purdue. Love
3: that kind of story. I hope we don't see him. I hope Jimmy's healthy, but you never know. Jimmy's often not healthy. Oh. Coming up, which team will come out of the AFC I told East? I you'd wake up eventually, yeah. And which player will be the deciding <laughs> factor? We'll break it down.
2: Stroud And play. Tua Tagovailoa making for his preseason Tugavailoa debut. Tua 5 for 7, 61 yards and that interception. Meanwhile, I mentioned C.J. Stroud, 7 for 12, 60 yards. Uh, Dolphins win it 28 to 3. Here is what Tua had to say afterward about his first preseason action.
3: It was awesome, man. You get all the feelings that you'd normally feel of getting back out there again. Butterflies anxious to get out there, all these thoughts going through your head. I I thought it it felt really good being able to go out there, call plays with the guys, the camaraderie in the huddle. Things didn't go our way, adversity hit, and it was cool to see the guys respond.
1: Great to see Tua up there. He looks good, sounds good. So that's Tua Tungavailoa, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Mac Jones. All right, we've said the names. You've been acknowledged as the quarterbacks in the AFC East and how you will play a huge role in how this division unfolds this season. But here's the game. Non-quarterback. What non-quarterback will impact the fate of the AFC East the most this season, Jay?
4: Tua look good. Cut Tua off looks sleeves. Looks like, yeah. like he's been working out a little yeah. bit. Got, got, the, got the whole tattoo on the right arm. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Bears up, stay, baby. Stay stay Tua, we need Tua. you. Yeah, we, need we need you do. this year.
4: And you know who needs Tua? Tyreek Hill. He needs Tua. That is the mm. non quarterback player I'm going with in the AFC East. Not only because Tua and Tyreek have a great connection, and we see him just catching passes, 50, 60 yards, but the fear that he puts in the defense. And for Tua, staying healthy, the offensive line, protect him, all of that good stuff, so he can do this. And I look at the impact of a game when you have somebody that you go into the week and it's just like, hey, you see Tyree Hill lined up to your side, just back up. Just continue to back up, double team him, do whatever you can do to stop this guy. Whether he's studying Madden to get ready for his opponents, however he does it, he shows up on Sunday and he plays well. So a non-quarterback factor in this division, I'm going with Tyree Hill because he can explode and he can have a great game for his offense, but the fear that he puts in whatever defense is matched up on him on any given Sunday.
3: A lot of the AFC East quarterbacks out there this weekend. And it was exciting to see the starters, but then it's terrifying to see them get hit. And if you're paying attention, Tua got rocked in this game. Mac Jones got rocked a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And Josh Allen was even chased down and he was sacked. All three of those guys taking big hits and taking sacks, which is why my most important non-quarterback is Quinnen Williams of the Jets. I think this guy has to morph into Aaron Donald this year, and he has the talent and he has the ability. And my God, if you watch Hard Knocks, they give him this slow-motion HBO-style infomercial about the most dominant pass rusher in the world. That's what he looked like, at least. I mean, this is him last year against Josh. I think the Jets, if they want to win the division, I think they have to beat the Bills twice. Last year they got them once, and they got to get them twice. And I like sauce, and I like everything they got going on defense. I think it starts with 95. I think he's their best player. I think he's their most important defensive player. That Jets offense is going to work. I I believe in it. I think they're going to score points. I think Quinton Williams is their most pivotal player and their most talented really probably on the whole team. If he gets after Mac and Allen and Tua like everybody else did this weekend, the Jets really have something.
2: 95 for the Jets is massive. So we've got a guy that runs a four-whatever in Tyreek Hill. We've got a top-five pick with a tremendous personality in Quentin Williams. The producers are loving these answers right here. (laughs) Give me some Cowboys, Mike. What you got? What you got? I'm going to give him Keith Carter, the Jets' offensive line coach. Let's go. And run game. But here's why this gentleman is important, because we've already seen this offensive line start to break down a little bit, and we've seen Aaron Rodgers' reactions to when this offensive line is broken down. Now, the other night in the game, they were moving guys around. We're trying Joe Tipman at guard. We're trying to center. uh, Mekhi Becton, they're moving him around. Makai Becton showed a little bit the other night. I'm just uh, Googling here and seeing Jets X-Factor says, headline, it's time for Jets to make the right move with Mekhi Becton Uh, Jets.com Reviews are favorable for Mm. Mekhi Becton Uh, NJ.com Mekhi Becton deserves a chance to win the starting job after dominant night great uh, the other night. The Athletic, Mekhi Becton, looks ready for a shot to start on the offensive line. So there are pieces here. You got more? That is why is Keith it? Carter has to make sure that this thing comes together. You know, they called it a home run hire. Robert Sala did Keith when they Carter? hired Keith Carter on the same day that they hired Nathaniel Hackett. They wow. tried to pair those two guys together, a guy that was going to have uh, the right mindset from a running game up front standpoint with Hackett and his passing game <laughs> philosophy <Excuse me>. sneezed <laughs> to the truth. I'm allergic right to online coach talk. I'm Robert- sorry. <laughs> I have this reaction. I break out in hives. But I do like Coach
3: Carter. It's pretty cool. I like the he, movie, too. The mo- Coach yeah, Carter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Keith Carter Similar. looks so happy in that picture. He looks like he has not been ruined by a really hard division. Keith Carter, he, he he, yeah. he's showing his teeth. He looks thrilled to be at Picture Day. He's
2: thinking, just wait till they run this on Good Morning Show
1: football. me a man that... <laughs> Hates everything about having to go against his divisional opponents. Show me a man that could be a thorn in everyone's side this season. Are you going to ruin the fate of everyone else's destiny in the AFC East this season? Where's his smiling headshot? He doesn't, you know that doesn't exist? She she actually
2: picked the guy we have video of. Right,
1: right, exactly. Moving slow motion, cranky video, Bill Belichick. It's it's like a warm fuzzy blanket (laughs) on a Monday morning. No, seriously. If the Patriots, God forbid, split with their divisional opponents. That could ruin a lot of people's hopes and dreams in the division this season. This man could come out of nowhere, which is an odd thing to say, seeing as though he absolutely dominated the AFC East from 2009 to 2019. For 10 years, this is the reign he held over the Bills, Jets, and the Dolphins. That is a heck of a full screen. Those are crazy numbers. If they could just get back to, like, of that. I'm telling you, if the Patriots split with everybody this season, which is perfectly attainable seeing how everyone is trying to piece together. Some of these teams are really good in this division but they also have moments where they could be taken down at the hands of one Bill Belichick. I think he could just get in there and ruin some things. Are you
4: placing the Patriots already just as spoilers this season? Really no hopes of their own, just spoil others? They
1: could be that team that by the end of it are like, we were going great, and then we had the Patriots in October. It was going great, and then the Patriots took us out in early December. And it just – the AFC is so tough. I'm not Mm. saying the Patriots are going to make it, but I think they could play spoilers. I
3: think it's the knives-out season for the Patriots, meaning – let's say they just start 0-2, mm-hmm. Knives, Knives. People are ready to jump Bill Belichick. I, I've said it myself. You look at his record without Brady and you look at his last success without mm-hmm. Brady, and this is now several years now without Brady. If they have a 7-10 and 10 season, like there will be books written about this season for Belichick. His,
1: his Knives might already be out. That's the thing. It's like I think he made sense that coming, and I wonder if he's just like going to take people down with him. It might not be pretty, but he might make it ugly for everybody else. On the way there,
4: yeah, Mm -hmm. he's he's going to work that team, coaches everybody to death to get back to the Mm -hmm. standard. All right, win, used to win. final
1: week of the preseason kicks off on Thursday night, right here on NFL Network. The Steelers will take on Bijan Robinson and the Falcons, and we've got a Friday night doubleheader: the Patriots face the Titans, and the Chargers take on the Niners. That's all live right here in your home for the preseason NFL Network. (laughs)